Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Our number two. Here in the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Don't do that, Chris. Come on, man. Like, yes, it's. I've got nothing, Greg. I forgot. You <laughs> I forgot. Can't forget things? Come on. You forgot that we're on camera, the same camera we I use forgot. every day. I forgot. Come on. Relax. Let's relax over here. What are we. Well, uh, professionals. Consummate professionals? Yeah, I'd like to think we are. Yeah, well, everybody makes mistakes with human beings. Come on. I say names wrong. Who cares? We play, Who cares? We I play care. Them on television, Greg. Well, you care. I don't care. That's part of the problem, I'd say. <laughs> well, that's part of your problem, not mine. Part of the problem, I care that you make mis- that you make say people's names wrong and walk in front of cameras. Uh, walked in front of one. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. He's done. He's out. Are, are you gonna? You just walked in front of the, the camera again. Venture, are you wearing all black with the Giants hat as like a funeral for Daniel Jones and their season? He left. He's gone. He, he's gone. See what you did? You bullied, you bullied the closer, and then this is what happens, Greg. He basically just pulled the tie buttery. He pointed up. He's the undertaker. That was a Hansel, Ro- Hansel Robles, you mean. What did I say? Tie buttery. He also pulled the Jesse Winker, where he just, just waved to the city field crowd. Oh, man. That was awesome. Great troll move by uh, Jesse Winker. Anytime you troll the Mets, it's a great troll move, Greg. I wasn't trying to troll the Mets. Oh, no, I mean, Jesse yeah, Winker. Jesse Winker. Speaking of the Mets, you can't. No Syndergaard's home run, huh? Right now, can't troll. No Syndergaard. The bomb. Oh, just hit a home run. That was that was great, Frank. What? The Thor did a home run. (laughs) You know who's a bit of an issue at the moment? What's up? Blake Snell's a bit of an issue. He is a bit of an issue. Can't beat the Royals. No, he cannot. But I don't think that it's related to the Royals, Greg. What is it related to, Frank? Is it his toe? I think he returned too early. Uh, You know, shout out to Doctor A and Inside Injuries. They're going to be joining us next segment. And I'm not just saying this. I agreed with them all along. You know, you, the guy breaks his toe, and they give him 10 days off. It's not enough time. I wouldn't be surprised if he's pitching through something right now, Greg. I mean, and we say this a lot about the top players in any fantasy sport. We would rather that player be out longer and come back at full strength. Why are you trying to rush this guy back? It seems like it was kind of a panic move from Tampa Bay. Look what he was doing his first four starts of the season. He was absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. And then his past, three, his past two starts against the Royals of all teams. Now, maybe there's a chance the Royals just have his number, but I'm not buying into that. This guy hasn't gotten past three and a third innings pitched. He gave up seven earned runs last night. He only had two strikeouts. That's not Blake Snell. That's not the guy that we saw dominating Colorado. Yep. Dominating, I mean, all right, the White Sox, Toronto. You're supposed to dominate those teams. Guess what? You're also supposed to dominate the Kansas City Royals. I don't think he's healthy, Greg. Bad job by the Rays. You know, they're, they're, normally they're usually really, very cautious. They're normally a really strong organization, and, and I agree with a lot of the things they do. I don't like this move here. I don't like it. 
Maybe he's healthy. I don't. I, I don't think so. What did they say after the game? Anything? I didn't. I didn't read anything about it. To be honest, I was a little incapacitated because I went bowling last night. So you're incapacitated. Drank some beers. I did come home and like try and get updated. You know, I turned on MLB Network, watched the end of the basketball game. Yeah. So I tried to get my fill in, but there was not a lot of baseball I didn't, going I on didn't, in the I, bowling alley. I didn't. I didn't see anything. Uh, Glenn Sparkman picked up his first career win. He went seven shutout innings against the Rays. Greg, you're very reactionary. That mean that must mean you want to pick up uh, Glenn Sparkman. I don't. Why not? I, I don't want Glenn Sparkman. You just beat Blake Snell. Uh, yes, I you know. Got to get this guy on your team. I don't it's want. It's a classic Greg move. I don't want Glenn Sparkman. At Alberto Mondesi stole two bases yesterday. He's up to ten on the season while still batting two ninety five. Not terrible numbers for Glenn Sparkman in the minors, by the way. You want Glenn Sparkman? <laughs> not really. I just can't own a guy named Glenn Sparkman. It's not a bad name, though. Glenn Sparkman? He's got two N's in his name the way that you have two G's. Come on, Greg. Glenn Sparkman. Glenn Sparkman. He's got two eight seven ERA in the minors. I'm not doing the Glenn Sparkman. All right, yeah, me neither. All right, cool. Just, just All right, ale only. How about Monacy? <laughs> Monacy's been phenomenal, and I don't have any shares of him, and I wasn't off him. I remember when we were doing the, um, the position previews, I, I liked Adalberto Monacy. I was actually quite fond of him, but the problem is everybody was fond of Adalberto Mondesi, and seems like he's pretty much picked up exactly where he yep. left off from last year. The hard hit rate at 40%. The rest of the batted ball data looks really good. In fact, his line drives are actually up 3% this year, so you might be looking at that 368 Babbitt and saying, no way he's going to sustain a 368 Babbitt. Well, he's up the line drive rate. He's hitting line drives 24% of the time, and he's got a 40% hard hit rate. He's hitting 295 I think he might be able to sustain his bad. This is an extremely fast guy. He's actually up the walk rate a little bit. Four homers, 27 ribbies, 10 stolen bases. The guy's absolutely legit. And I'll tell you what, Greg, if he keeps this up, he's going to be someone who climbs into the second round of drafts next year. Absolute steal. Adalberto Montesi, I agree, man. He's been great. Absolute steal. Five category production. Is he going to be somebody that you can take in the first round? No. Not yet. Okay. As of now, no. But if he keeps this up, you, you know, we've, You've kind of been hitting the uh, the pace numbers a lot today. But let's say he steals 40 bags and it's close to 20 home runs. He's going to be a first-round pick next year, Greg. That's what you That's want at a Trey Turner, don't That's you? what you I'm want, saying. Absolutely. 40 and 40 Absolutely. Turner, He's also so. going to have double-digit triples, by the way. He's got five. He's already got five, yeah. Five triples. That's absurd, man. Hmm. Still striking out 26% of the time, but that's fine, man. If you got to strike out 26% of the time to give us... All the other batted ball numbers that you're giving us, you know, if you got to try and swing for the fences every time you're up and you're going to strike out this much but also give us that hard hit rate and that, and that line drive rate, I'm fine with it. No yeah. problems with me. Keep striking out 26% of the time. I'm fine with it. And back to 90? That's basically that's who Mondesi is. If, that, if that's part of your game, I'm all right with it. I think it's going quite well uh, for him. Um, on the other side, uh, G-Man Choi had his second home run of the year, as did Daniel Robertson uh, for the Rays. Venture, where'd you go? Bathroom. Oh, <laughs> well, I was asking you on your way out. You're wearing all black today. You got the Giants hat on. Is, yeah. this like, is this a funeral for their season before it starts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This season's absolute lost cause. Done with it. I, mean, I, I usually watch every Giant game. I don't know about this year. Ooh. I don't know. Turning his back. Well, I'm telling you. I'm there's disgusting. a bandwagon that's getting fired up across town. No. Oh, oh Jets? Yeah. Jets are going to be good. Le'Veon Bell, baby. Let's go. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised. If he reports to camp, that'd be nice. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, so, for the Brew Crew yesterday, we went with a bullpen game. 
The other opener, Jacob Barnes, he pitched poorly. Donnie Hart uh, pitched actually very well. And then they brought in Corbin Burns. Back up from the minors. Looking like he should be back in the minors. He got bombed, Frank, yesterday. Actually, this entire, this entire Brewers team just got wrecked. Yeah. Corbin um, Burns has been getting bombed a lot this season overall, Greg. So yes, Frank. A very consistent theme for him. Correct. Uh, he did have three strikeouts. So it's basically he gets bombed or he gets a strikeout. So... Uh, not a great combination of events there for Corbin Burns. He's got a 10.98 ERA, and I did see an update after this game saying that uh, he will remain a reliever. He's not going to be a starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, at least for the foreseeable future. So, um, Not really any relevance when it comes to Corbin Burns, not even in deeper leagues, not even NL only the way he's pitching right now. Nolan Arenado went 3-for-5 with two more Jimmy Jacks, his 7th and 8th home runs of the season. His slow start is a distant memory now. Mm-hmm. He's been fantastic. Uh, go. You also had the eighth home run for Trevor Story, a name we haven't really spoken about. But Trevor Story, I feel like he's doing exactly what you want him to do, Chris. Yeah, almost exactly what you want him to do. Maybe a little better, too, even. Um, but I was going to say, this Rockies seemed very good to see them starting to hit well. I want to see them doing this on a more consistent basis because this team could definitely hit. Now that they're fully healthy, I think you'll see it a lot more. And Story, yeah, Story's doing exactly what we want him to. Eight homers, he's got the six bags. He's batting uh, what, a two seventy nine or something like that. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. That's perfect. If you could get close to a two eighty batting right. out of, average out of Trevor Story, and he's actually lowered the the K rate a little bit more this season. So he lowered it massively from twenty seven to twenty eighteen, from thirty four percent to about twenty six percent. This year he's at twenty four point three. So continuing to lower the strikeout rate looks like it's part of his maturation prob- process. Uh, five category production. I mean, maybe not the batting average, but eight homers. 24 runs, 22 RBIs, 6 stolen bases. Exactly what you want out of Trevor Story. Perfect, yeah. And, that, and that's with the lineup being bad in the first month. So, imagine once they start going. Trevor yeah. Story's going to be a beast, man. And he's Yeah, 24 runs, 22 RBIs. He could have had a lot more by now if they were hot as a team. Yep, you, dra- you drafted him at the 1-2 turn. You're feeling dandy right now. You're feeling quite, uh, quite well. Things are, uh, things are going all right for you. No Christian Yelich in the lineup yesterday for Milwaukee. The hope is that he gets back in there this weekend. We'll see. We'll see if Yelich plays all three games this weekend. Hopefully, you left him on the bench uh, for this week. Um, for the Brewers, we didn't get the Aggie text, which was quickly becoming one of my favorite texts that I get on a nightly basis. All caps, Aggie! I love it. I love it. Huge fan um, of it. Florio? If you're playing an OBP league... Or Frank, or me. <laughs> if you play an OBP league, Greg, I would have sent you the Aggie text. You would have, because he went O for O. What for? He walked four wa- times last night. They're getting scared. It's a little, <laughs> that's an interesting line, huh, Greg? Oh for oh four walks. No REI, no run scored. That's the last time we've seen that. <laughs> I'll take it, man. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much in line with what he was doing so far this year. We were talking about the walk rate being up. It's at 13.5%. The K rate being down. Um, the rest of his batted ball data, the line drives, 23.3%, right in line with last year. 41% fly ball rate. Uh, and the hard hit rate is starting to climb back up too, 40%. So. Shout out to Michael Florio. I was a little bit skeptical about him keeping the faith with Jesus Aguilar because, you know, we had a a really really rough April when it comes when it came to Aguilar. But man, he just needed that month to switch, Greg, and starting to turn it on. It's been a good week, absolutely, uh, for Jesus Aguilar. How imperative is it to pick him up if people dropped him? Feeling good about picking him up. Feeling good about it. Feeling Venture, good what do you up. say? If someone dropped Jesus Aguilar in one of your leagues, how aggressive would you be? I, I would jump on it, you know, uh, if, especially if I have a spot, like Give a utility a spot. Percentage. <clears throat> what are you thinking? I'd say 
12, 13 bucks out of, out of 100. I like that. Around there. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I tend to overpay, though. In one of my leagues, I have $7 oh. left out of 100, <laughs> by the way. That is awesome. $7. Greg, did you hear what he said? <laughs> he said yes, yes, $7. Yes, I know that. Out of 100. Out of 100. He says he's aggressive. You say that all year. I mean, yes. But I'm happy because my team's now finally stacked. I got Soroka out of that. I got a lot of good guys out of that. Now I'm not, I'm not worried about anything. Obviously, if a bunch of guys get hurt, then I'll be in trouble. But for now, it's, it worked out. I got a lot of guys that have been valuable. I'm keeping the faith in you. <laughs> good luck, buddy. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. All right. Uh, up next, we have the Tigers and the Phillies. We're giving you the Aaron Nola check, right? Because we try to follow our Nola, see what's going on. Yesterday against the Tigers, much better than Vinny Velasquez was because he went five and two thirds and allowed seven hits, one run, still walked three, but struck out six. ERA comes down to 5.06. On the other hand, you got the Detroit Tigers. My man Danny Norris goes five innings against Philly. Five hits, one run. He walked one, struck out four, Frankie. Is this your Nick Vicious all over again? Is this your American League Nick Vicious? Probably. Are you picking him up anywhere? No, he hasn't gone deep enough in games. I can see doing it in AL only just because he has a spot in the rotation. Uh, Aaron Nola still got to see those walks come down. Just really weird year from him in terms of the walks. This is not something that you know we had concerns about last year regarding him. You know, another three walks. He now has four starts this season with two plus walks. He has three starts with three plus walks. So. It was good to see the, the six strikeouts. Overall, pretty good start uh, against the Detroit Tigers. Only allows one run, but still the whip. Seven hits plus three walks. That's ten total in five and two-thirds innings pitched. It's just not enough. And I, I used him on FanDuel last night. He thought he was in a good spot against the Detroit Tigers. With everything that's going on with him, uh, he still just has a 4.17 XFIP compared to his 5.06 ERA. So something's been off this year regarding Aaron Nola Ventra. Yeah. I mean, he's... St- this isn't a bad start, though. I mean, you know, one earned not run, bad, six Ks. It's not him. It could have been better, though, against well, the Tigers, you know? Right. The, the, the matchup you're expecting, like, at least six innings, you know, a K per inning, which he did. Not as many walks. He's walking a lot more guys this year, I feel like, giving up a lot more hits. Like, he was dominant last year. Dominant, like, the whole season. I, I don't know. Maybe he's just regressing a little bit. Maybe he's not the guy he was last year to be for his career. Maybe he's more of this guy, but I still think I still believe in him being a, a close to elite type pitcher, and I think he'll you know obviously pitch well like this for the most part throughout the season. Greg, I'm pretty down on Nola, man. I'm looking at these yeah. numbers. I mean, his zone percentage this year, he just can't find the strike zone. I mean, his zone percentage is down five percent. His That's first pitch strike percentage is down sixteen percent. This guy is falling behind in counts like. This, this wasn't part of his game last year. His swinging strike rate is down 4%. That's massive. 12.4% last year for Nola. 8.3% this year. Weird, weird starts of the year for Aaron Nola. He's not one of these guys that I'm just looking at and saying, if, he, if someone's freaking out, you got to go out and try and buy low for him right now. There's some bad underlying numbers here for Aaron Nola. I'd be a little concerned if I own him. Really? Yeah. I guess a little, but, I, you know. I know you're going to get good. I mean, it's still a good start. Even to though me, he's support. in the same boat as Walker Bueller right now. That's what I would say. I say he's above that because Bueller. I, I have concerns over both. I think there I might think be similar. something underlying that, that might be wrong with Nola. He's not pitching like himself right now. He's pitching better than Bueller right now. Not that much better. Not that much better, but better. And the you know, fact. 4.17 XFIP. Let's see what Bueller is. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they both have ERAs that are over five. Bueller, 4.40. So they're really not that far off. They're kind of both in the same boat. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Nola is that you have years of experience already. You More have track one, record. Right. Yep. The track record's much better. Uh, so I kind of trust him a little more because that. And it's not like, like, like this last start was, was good. It wasn't great, but he's not getting blown up in certain starts where he's supposed to pitch well, and I'm happy about that. We just want to see him correct these walks, obviously have more control over the strike zone, and I don't want him to give up as many hits, too. Seven hits in five and two in a third or whatever it was is too much against the Detroit Lions. This is supposed to be a dominant pitcher. So Detroit Lions. A Detroit Lions. He's got this Detroit football Tigers. mode. He's got the giant hat on. <laughs> Detroit Lions, Tigers. If I'm buying one, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm more likely to buy Aaron Nola. Yeah. I am a little worried about both, Greg. Nola and Bueller. I know. Uh, I'm a little more worried about Bueller. I think I am also. I am too, just because of you I'm know, equally, the, the thing I'm, that we heard about the dead arm during yeah. I agree. Like, we didn't have that from Nola, at least. So It's got to it's gotta worry you a little bit more than Nola, but. I do have concerns over both. Understandably so. Oh, man. I'm looking at, like, today's scores right now. And, like, ah, oh, that's... Venture, this sounds like a song they would play, like, in the loading screen for Fortnite. Before... <laughs> yes, it does. Kind of does, right? <laughs> it does. Take a break. Dr. Ray joins us next. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Game time decisions Are you going to double up tonight or what? You already bet the series no, going to go, you go to the window down. again? Lay it no, down? They are going to my head Oh, I will say, yeah. well, you oh, got yeah, bacon in the burger too. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a bean burger. You gotta get bacon, buddy. That's what it's made with, with real cheddar too. Yeah, cheddar, oh, yeah. some beef, bacon. Go run it through the garden twice if you're gonna give me bacon and cheese. You gotta run it through the garden. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Chris Ventra here, Frank Stanfield. And we are now being joined by Dr. A of Inside Injuries, the good doctor. What's going on, Dr. A? How's everything? Everything's good, Frank. Uh, what did I scare away, Greg, or is he in the bathroom? Yeah, I don't know where, I don't know where he went, to be honest. 
but we'll we'll figure it out. He told me handle it, and we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We're in good hands with you, Dr. Ray. Um, we need to start this off, obviously, uh, talking about what happened yesterday uh, with yep. Corey Kluber. He gets hit with a line drive, comes out after the game. Uh, originally, they were speculating that it was a bruise. It comes out that he has a fracture in his forearm. Um, how devastating is this injury? How long does it take to come back from? Is it something that's going to affect him for the rest of this season? Can it affect him past the season? Uh, what do you guys have regarding Corey Kluber? Yeah, the very fact that this is a fracture on his throwing extremity makes it really a devastating type of injury, even though a non-displaced fracture of a, of a bone uh, normally just takes, you know, uh, if it's non-displaced, four weeks to heal, but uh, four to six weeks. But uh, the problem is, is that it's on his throwing extremity. There's a lot more forces on that ulna than normal. Um, and that, uh, you know, those two ends of bone need to be completely healed. It has to be taken very, very slowly from a healing standpoint point. Um, whenever this happens to a throwing extremity of a pitcher, um, our algorithm is always sort of um, very sensitive to that. And it's showing 15 weeks. Um, August the 14th is when he should come back. If he comes back earlier, he's taking a big risk, uh, according to our algorithm. And you know, uh, again, the biggest thing, it's because it's on his throwing extremity. And even though it'll be healed in probably six weeks, maybe seven maximum, uh, the bone will be, um, they may have to give at least another four to five to six more weeks to make sure that it has healed completely before they put all those forces and torques on it from throwing. We're now joined by Greg Sussman back in studio. Here he is, Dr. A, and you missed the timetable, Greg. The healthy to return date for Corey Kluber, mid-August. Disaster. <laughs> Disaster. Quite bad. I heard you asked me, Doc. I, I would never miss you. I was very concerned, you know? I, I, so. You know what? I've been injured. The calf's bothering me, but I'm here. <laughs> I made it. A lot of calf injuries go. going around, Greg. There are. There always are. All right, so Corey Kluber's a big story. And the other one is A.J. Pollock, Doc, where A.J. Pollock hurt his elbow, as A.J. Pollock tends to do with random joints. And then all of a sudden has like exploratory surgery to like reverse something that's in there or something. What does this all mean? Yeah, I mean, so uh, this is not just a simple explanation uh, <laughs> when you piece it all together, obviously. Uh, I mean, again, remember what we talked about AJ Pollock before the season and what were the, what were the, real, the famous words I used was, you know, uh, he will have an injury very soon. <laughs> I think I said that. And so, um, and there's, he just has a multitude of injuries and especially previous surgery to that elbow, um, you know, mul multiple interventions into one joint will always result in an increased chance of infection. And um, even though it's probably not reported, a lot of players always get injections into a joint for pain relief or for uh, other reasons, you know. Um, and so this could have been introduction of uh, some, you know, vi uh, bacterial or viral type of, um, you know, substance, you know, by accident, you know, it happens, infection happens anytime you introduce anything into the body. And so um, the, uh, uh, the likelihood of infection gets higher, the more intervention you do. And that's what happened here, unfortunately. And so when you do exploratory surgery, you go in um, because you're looking for, uh, you're, you're not, you know, you can't really find a source, but where you, you're attacking the infection directly. And so they're instilling substances and antibiotics and stuff like that to be able to improve the healing process. But, you know, um, right now, uh, you know, since we're not examining him, the algorithm is saying three weeks, uh, May 21st. However, again, it's not like he's going to be healthy. It's just probably this particular injury may heal. Again, we have him as a 42% 
injury risk and it's just almost like flipping a coin and he was right around 40 percent before this injury and this is going to impact him for the rest of the season yeah so you hear that 42 percent there from dr a sounds like uh, aj pollock when it's all said and done maybe not from just this injury but with all the recurring injuries he's gonna miss about 40 percent of the time this year greg which bodes very well for our guy alex verdugo who sure does yep. got two hits last night stole a base and, and a lot of people very excited about alex verdugo you know all those questions that Florio was asking us last night? It was actually him asking about Alex Verdugo. He picked him up in our home league. I, I saw his tweets this morning about it. And ended up picking him up for uh, $13 out of 100 So pretty aggressive there on Verdugo. I had a small bid, but didn't really need outfield. Doctor, I want to ask you about another injury here. Uh, calf injury. I figured that. Uh, calf injury. <laughs> we, were, we were just talking about calf injuries, and I was not in on Josh Donaldson this year just because he's dealt with so much over the past couple of years. He's dealt with the shoulder. He's dealt with... One calf, now he's dealing with the other calf. Um, how serious is this for Josh Donaldson? Because apparently the Braves were saying he was close to playing today. So what do you guys have on Donaldson? Yeah, I mean, this is a soft tissue injury. This is not much. One week recovery for this specific injury. But we had him at high injury risk before this particular injury. And he, we've had him at high injury risk from the beginning of the season for the most part. Josh Donaldson is, again, one of these guys like A.J. Pollock, a multitude of injuries, um, you know, week to week. Uh, again, there is almost first, virtually a 46% chance of him getting injured when he takes the field. And, you know, I don't know if, uh, as a fantasy player if you like those odds, but that's what our that is what our algorithm is saying. And it makes sense because of just the track history that Donaldson has had. If Donaldson comes back and has one of these monster weeks again, you have to look into selling him. You have to. I agree. I agree. Uh, by the way, just a quick update. So as you know, I have three Rockies on my team. We talked about this earlier in the week, right? I have four. Two on, nobody out, and my Rockies are up back to back to back. That's a good feeling. <laughs> Did they strike out, strike out, strike, strike out? Strike <laughs> out, it into a double play, but beat it out, and then a walk. <laughs> Not ideal. Sorry, bud. So annoying. That is very annoying. <laughs> talking to Dr. That's A. Rough. Thank you. We're talking to Dr. A uh, from Inside Injuries here. And major story going into this week, Doc, was Christian Yelich and, and his injury. He left the game uh, on Sunday with a, a back soreness. He has not played since. It's Thursday. The hope is he'll be ready to go this weekend. How serious is the injury to Christian Yelich? Two weeks. Uh, this particular back injury is grade one. It's paraspinal muscle. Um, thank, thankfully, it's not a two. Otherwise, we our algorithm would think that there's some sort of disc problem that's and uh, you know that and that would have caused a much greater uh, ORT. Right now, it's two weeks. Um, so May 12th is what we're talking about. I don't think he should return this weekend, specifically because he's an outfielder, and that causes an additional sensitivity uh, to be able to track down balls and to be you know to go from zero to 100 miles an hour in the outfield uh, requires really a healthy back and um, you, know, you know coming back in one week is not the right decision May 12th is when he should be back that's scary doc is this something that can linger for the entirety of the season when I hear back it just worries me so much for a baseball player I mean really for any sport but specifically baseball it's just so much torque goes into swinging the bat and you play every single day so it's not even like you have an opportunity to rest your back is this something that can linger with him for the rest of the year 
Well, um, specifically him, yes, because in 15 he had this problem, missed time. In 16 he had this problem and missed time, and he's had multiple flare-ups since that point. And he's had an oblique strain last year and a hamstring and a right hip flexor um, the year before. And so, you know, he's injuring compensatory muscles. He's had multiple flare-ups. The same specific injury is coming back. Now, these are ticky-tack ones like grade one, soft tissue grade one, not really elevating to a grade two. But again, you miss uh, time one week here, two weeks here, one one week here, two weeks here, and then you look at the end of the season, you've missed nine weeks of the season, you know? So, uh, but if you if they wait one week, they have a good shot. Uh, wait one more week, they have a really good shot of potentially having his back not flare up for at least uh, at least four to five weeks. Scary, mm. Scary news when it yes. comes to Christian Yelich. We're speaking with Dr. A of Inside Injuries, and Doc, I don't know if you're a big dancer, if you've ever tried to do a split, but uh, this injury regarding Fernando Tatis... On Sunday, uh, it was enough to make any male squ- very squeamish because he tries to, uh, you know, he tries to reach out and, and grab a ball. It ends up doing a full split. I mean, it just, it was a lot to watch. It was a lot to handle. But he's dealing with a hamstring injury. <laughs> yeah. um, how long is this going to keep him out for? Yeah, I mean, it's a grade one right now, which thank God, like he didn't tear it. Um, it's a strain, um, two week recovery time specifically because it's a, a shortstop. He requires that type of mo- uh, mobility. So May 12th is what we're looking for at this point right now. He shouldn't come back sooner, mainly because he has a high chance of tweaking it too early if he comes back because of the mobility that's required at the position. And I think the Padres are going to play it safe here. I think, so I think they should. And um, you know, not a, not a bad diagnosis overall there no, from, re- uh, from Dr. A regarding Fernando Tatis. Relatively positive when it comes to Tatis. We're talking to Dr. A from Inside Injuries here. And, Doc, the Washington Nationals seemingly screwed up this Anthony Rendon thing pretty annoyingly for fantasy owners, where he had, I believe it was an elbow injury of his own, and he came back, tried to play through it, could not, missed a couple of games, and like, you know what, now we'll put you on the IL. What injury is this to Rendon and how long should we expect him before he's back at full strength? Okay. So this follows a pattern, very interesting pattern that we've seen. So you get, you have blunt force trauma, which is the, the ball hitting the elbow 95 miles an hour. Uh, uh, so it causes, uh, it could, could cause a bone contusion, it could, a soft tissue contusion, maybe a small little, uh, hematoma, uh, there. But one of the things that's there is a bursa, the, one of the larger bursas in the body that, you know, sort of protects the bone. Uh, and that's probably flared up. So they, they kept him off for five days and then, uh, played Friday, uh, probably, uh, flared up the bursa. And so then he was finally placed on IL. Um, and so from th- now, because it's, it, we consider that a, um, sort of a setback in his recovery. So it actually worsens the injury. It was only a soft tissue because we thought that it was just a soft tissue hematoma. And now it's a grade one elbow, which requires two weeks, which requires, you know, April, the, um, uh, uh, resting until May the 19th. Okay. Not terrible news. If we get him back by mid May, I think most people would sign up for that. That, you know, it's not longer. It's not a longer term injury here for Anthony Rendon. So, all right, some good, some bad, uh, Doc, I want to ask you about Chris Archer, a pitcher who I was heavily invested on. Yep, uh, sure. During during the fantasy draft season, and he's dealing with inflammation to his right thumb. Obviously, uh, part of his pitching hand. Uh, we hear inflammation about all types of you know extremities. I feel like we don't really hear very much about the thumb when it comes to a starting pitcher. How does this affect his ability to throw? How long will it keep him out? Is this something that can linger for the rest of the season? 
Uh, yes. And, uh, oh, this is, um, you know, the thumb is a, uh, very integral part of, uh, a pitcher's, uh, you know, throwing mechanics. And so, um, you know, right now we have it listed as grade one. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a ligament or tendon tear at this point. So that's thankfully, that's really good, but it's only uh, soft tissue grade one thumb inflammation, but, he this has to be rested completely it has to be uh, rehabbed slowly because multiple flare-ups will cause uh, uh, this to escalate into a grade two designation and that requires 10 weeks so right now it's three weeks and that seems that's may, maybe uh, over cautious but the algorithm doesn't lie with statistical data may 18th is what we're looking at okay so may 18th if they actually follow that, that that's okay right See, theoretically if the eight, if the uh, May eighteenth, if the three weeks is being overly cautious via the um, the algorithm, right? You know he's out for ten days, right? So he's out for the for let's say next week at least May 9th. All they really need to do is keep him out one more week, May sixteenth is like two weeks from today. That's like close enough there. That I think he's okay. The Pirates just need to be cautious about this. Don't rush him back. Don't Blake Snell it, right? Just miss. One extra start probably than they plan on doing. That's what they need to do in order to keep Chris Archer healthy for the long run here. Yeah, and it sounds like a pretty serious injury, and I agree. I mean, obviously your thumb, uh, very integral when it comes to uh, starting pitchers. So, yeah, rest him up as much as possible because I have a few shares of Archer. I know you do, Greg. Um, we need him back. We need him completely healthy, not something that's going to hopefully not, you know, knock on wood. This isn't wood, but if you're, knock on if you're around wood, knock on it because we need Chris Archer healthy. Absolutely. We're chatting with Dr. Ray. A couple more minutes with him here on the BFFs. And, Doc, we spoke with Brad Ziegler earlier about the Angels and their bullpen. And we had spoken about Hansel Robles and, and Ty Butchery, but this all happened. Those names became about because Cody Allen got hurt or was ineffective and then got hurt or maybe didn't get hurt and was just ineffective. How serious is this Cody Allen injury, and is it just a phantom DL stint for him? Well, it, thank God that this is, he doesn't have multiple flare-ups like some of these other guys we talked about before. He doesn't have a long history of these types of back injuries. But this is a grade one lumbar spine strain. Um, you know, it's a two-week recovery. May 10th is what we're looking at. Um, you know, he is a closer, so he requires a significant amount of force on his back to generate that type of uh, velocity. And so normally, uh, you know, one week, or one, a week and a half would be good. But, you know, two weeks would should do it because because he doesn't have a history of these types of flare-ups. So May 10th is what we're looking at. He's only at 18% because of this injury right now. If he does rest for two weeks, he will be back below 12% to low injury risk and up to peak health. So this is good as long as he rests for two weeks. All right, so it sounds like it's going to be a minimal stint here for Cody Allen, but he's still going to have to you know, battle it out with Hansel Robles and Ty Buttry, especially if yep. those guys perform well while he is out. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ray, one of the top prospects coming into the season and something that was very hyped up for fantasy purposes, and rightfully so, was Eloy Jimenez mm -hmm. of the Chicago White Sox. He has a high right ankle sprain and has been seen in a boot. Uh, he's already been taking some batting practice. Uh, what do you guys have regarding Eloy Jimenez moving forward? Yeah, it's a grade one ankle sprain. Uh, you know, it's not anything worse than that. No ligament tear, uh, no multiple, no intramuscular abnormalities or anything like that. No no bony abnormalities or fractures or contusions or anything like that. It's a two-week optimal recovery time. May 10th uh, is what we're looking at. Um, and, you know, as long as, again, as long as they let it heal and they, um, uh, he, he should be really good to go on May 10th.
pretty good news when it comes to Eloy Jimenez as well. We got about a minute remaining, Doc. I wanted to ask you about Ryan Zerman only because we're Carter Keyboom owners. And if, if Rendon comes back, I want to be able to find a spot for Keyboom. How Ryan Zerman used to be hurt all the time, then played like two years in a row almost every day. Uh, what's up with Ryan Zerman this time? So the good news is that he's the first baseman. <laughs> Uh, uh, having, he's not stealing any bases for you or anything like that. Right foot plantar fasciitis is, it's painful. It's a grade one, but pain can be cured, uh, for this injury with an injection into the plantar fascia and he could play through this. Um, this is a grade one, you know, uh, theoretically, um, you know, because of his age and because of all the other previous injuries, et cetera, um, the MRI did not show a tear, which is great. So that's why it's a grade one, even though it says no timetable for return. Uh, it's probably two to, uh, it's probably a two to three week ORT. All right. So it seems like it's going to be a pretty short term, uh, short term yes. thing here for, uh, not, not Ryan Zimmerman, us, but, but yeah. you know, overall it, if, if Carter Keboom starts to pick it up because, you know, he's over for his last 10, so we worry a little bit about that, Greg. Um, I think if he performs well, then, again, they'll find a find way. Find a spot him. for him. Yep. Fair enough. He looked bad on D yesterday, though. Another that's, error. Uh, that's quite an issue. Uh, that's quite an issue. That's not going to get it. Uh, for Carter Keboom. Dr. Ray, inside injuries. We appreciate the time, as always. Uh, let's do it again next week. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you. Awesome. There you go. It's Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries. We're going to take a break. I want to tell a quick story about last night. I think you did also. I yeah, have a story for you. Right, so we both have a couple of stories. You have any stories from last night, Chris? Oh, no. No? All right. I don't think so. I'll think about it. Frank and I, I have a quick story. Frank has a longer story, it sounds like. I'll try and I'll keep it. Yeah, you can make it longer. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll give you some updates about baseball, too. Final couple minutes of the BFFs is next. Mead Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to maidsailors.com. That's maidsailors.com. Make it rain. Nothing Josh Rosen did, nothing that this kid here, Daniel Jones, has done, deserves the kind of scrutiny that they are receiving simply because the organizations don't know what the hell they're doing. The lack of organizational integrity is not the fault of these guys. We need quarterbacks. There's only 32 of them in the league that start. He's good enough to fill one of them. You just got to be a little patient. Get to know the kid before you stick a fork in him is all I'm saying. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. This is all bigger than at a little Florida town. It was political. There's other names, big time names. It's right up the street from Mar-a-Lago. Kraft's not the only one that went there. I don't think Schefter was making it up. Schefter saw the police report and he said, holy like Robert Kraft is a nobody next to some of these people. Adam Schefter has never uttered another freaking tweet, word, or sentence about that. 
Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. So, you know, let me read this first before I go off on that. Catch Make It Rain with Joe and Dane weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern right here on FNTSY as they get you caught off on all the previous night's actions and prepped for the sports wagering day ahead. You can also watch the broadcast on YouTube and participate in the chat room or watch on Periscope, Twitch, or countless other popular OTT platforms. Become part of the show. Tune in for the entertainment, the knowledge, and the extra money that they'll put in your pockets. It's Make It Rain with Joe and Dane weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. People gotta say it like that. Make It Rain with Joe and Dane. It's got a nice ring to Make it. Make it rain, Joe and Dane. Right? It's it got does. Nice, it's got a good. Nice, yeah. So, Very professional, Greg. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta, they Consummate guns. professional. That's what you'd call Consummate. it, Consummate. Right? Consummate professional. That's a special professional. Frank, Frank was impressed earlier by my professionalism. Oh, yeah, great. You're doing a great job. Thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> that. So last night, quick quick little anecdote for me. I'll pass it over to you, Frank. So last night, I went for uh, with, with a buddy for wings, as I told you I was going to. I want some wings. So we, had, we had wings. It was great. And there's a bunch of us. So you all ordered beers, right? So I ordered a, a Founders all-day IPA, as I tend to do. All day? Right? And I, I took a sip of this. I go, this is, this, this is disgusting. <laughs> you got some skunk beer? No, 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 no. I got like a Bud Light is what I got. Oh. So I was, yes. waiting, I was waiting for my, my, my IPA. I was like, this, this is clearly a Bud Light or a Coors Light or something. Something light. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the waiter comes back and I go, hey, I, this, this isn't a Founders. I thought they were just like, oh, I guess like the keg's tap, whatever, like choose something else. He just goes, Grabs a beer and brings it back. I'm like, were they just trying to like pull a fast one on me? Yeah. That's what they tried to do, right? He's like clever in his head. They didn't think I would. I ordered the founders. They gave me a Bud Light. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'll I'll check it. It was just like, huh. And they came back with a founders. You weren't going to realize? I don't know. Like, maybe you you, try it with a different beer. If you order an IPA and you get a Coors Light, you're going to know that it's not an IPA. I knew it. Well, I mean, you I should know it. Yeah, Anybody should there's know a huge it. difference between a Coors Light and an IPA. And an IPA. Yeah. It, one's much thicker and heavier and has flavor, and like light is just tastes like water almost. Correct. Um, but he might have been playing a game okay. with his boys. You think so? Yeah, yeah, saying like, Yo, let's see how many people actually notice tonight. You know, bartenders tend to do that. I, I used to bartend for a little while. You get bored, you play some games. You know what I mean? So you think that's what it was? I think you may be playing games. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to go yeah. to any bars where ventures. All right, <laughs> bartender. I'll mess I'm with you. I'll, I'll troll light. you. This guy's gonna Fast. give me an IPA. Yeah. All right. I want an IPA. <laughs> I want a Bud Light. I feel like ventures right. All right. So yeah. good. Good point. All right. What's your, what do you got? What's your anecdote? So, I went bowling last night. I know. I went straight from played three games. I went straight from here. I brought my backpack with me. For bowling. Your backpack. Uh, I, like I was gonna leave it here because I was gonna do some work when I got home. Whatever. Yeah. Um, that never works out. It never happens. I, uh, <laughs> I got a call from Inter Natalie last night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. While I was, while I was seemingly getting ready to walk out. Oh, as you were walking while out. While I was walking out bowling. I was getting ready to leave bowling. Oh, yeah. I, 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 told, I told her to call you. And she called me, and I was like, I have no idea. You got to call Frank. I left my backpack in, bo- in the bowling alley. Because you were on the phone not thinking. I get all the way home, and I'm oh, like, Oh, no. I don't have my backpack. Right. Dude, my laptop's worth like $3,000. Sure. Not that I'm. Weird flex, but um, so my soon-to-be brother-in-law has to we get back in the car. He's driving. We're like fast and furious. He's Vin Diesel. I'm Paul Walker. Rest of the um, 
<laughs> but yeah, we, we got there in like 10 minutes. We have to like drive on the highway to get back there and stuff. And I'm freaking out. Inga's calling them and they're like, we checked the whole place. We can't find the backpack. Oh my God. And I'm just there like, all right, well. $3,000 down the drain. Lost my laptop. I got my PlayStation no. Vita in there. I got my portable charger. I got my headphones to edit. I got all the stuff. Oh, my God. If you want to steal a backpack, my backpack's the one to steal. Yeah. Right. I get back there, right where I left it. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with, like, so your heart, wrong with this place? Your dude? heart's racing at this point. Seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of accepted it. You know me. I'm very doom and gloom. Very doom and gloom. Very yeah. pessimistic. I'm like, on the way there, I'm like, all right, well, there you go. It's Just gone. lost like $3,000 down the drain. My own fault. I'm an idiot. Like I, I was forgetful, partially in Sir Natalie's fault. I'll let her know tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got my laptop back, and here we are. I got it. It's my laptop. It's not someone else's. That's. I walked in. It was in the same spot. Did you go? Some over? guy looks at me, and I said, "Oh, this. I was just here. This is my bag." He goes, "All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye." I didn't say anything to the workers. My fiance is texting me, all caps. Yell at them. Yell at them. They <laughs> told care. me they didn't find anything. I'm like, no, I got it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. They, I'm not going to be back here for like six months. They really months. didn't look then if it was right there. But then, you know, listen, you got a book bag. It covers everything. So nobody really sees all this stuff that you got. Dude, you just bought that laptop too. I would have been I pissed if I would have lost that. I get out of the car. I would have flipped. Like, really, I left my laptop there. Like, yeah. It's over. Yeah. You got to be careful. I was freaking out, man. I, uh, I wouldn't keep so much into, in one book bag. <laughs> yeah, you, you know? think, right? <laughs> That's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> but, you know, I like to entertain myself on my yeah. way home. I play my uh, PlayStation Vita. Vitas. Gosh. I got you. I got you. I feel you. How did Frank bowl, someone asked. So, I'm an okay bowler. Like, I get over 100 inconsistently. Okay. Um, I think my high score yesterday in the three games was in the 140 range. Okay. So, I guess I'm okay. I'm not like a professional by any means. I think I'm all right for, like, an average player. For someone who plays, let's say, I don't know, twice a year. I bowled. We, we all bowled together one day. Yeah, yeah. Carton and everything. So what was really interesting is that is I won that day. I, I put like My a team. Our team. Oh, that's right. We, we were, were together. together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won. What a team. Yeah. We got hot. Greg, Greg's pretty good at bowling, too. Yeah, Greg's pretty right. good. Yeah, right. uh, I put like a spin on the ball. So when we went to that yeah, you alley, yeah. I couldn't do it because they, they greased up the lane so much yeah. mm-hmm. that mine would just shoot across. I'm like, what is going on? It was a fun event. It was fun. So I had to go to my, my straight throwing, which is not, not my forte, Greg. You're hanging out tomorrow. Chris, you're hanging out tomorrow? Uh, I might be able to for a little while. Nice. I can't. Not too long. It's in the city. Listen, I live in Brooklyn. I live so far, man. Come on. I'm not going to drive. How often do we I'm going to drink if I come here. Yeah, I know. We're going out. We're going to have a good time tomorrow night. So I'll go, I'll go home and come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do that. That's yeah, fine. You're not going to do Maybe that. Maybe I'll drive, though. If you go home, you're not coming back. You go home, you're not coming back. I'm not going to stay from when I'm done with work till 8 o'clock. What do, you, what do you think I'm doing and he's doing? <laughs> well, you guys work. Like, well, you, you can work if you like. You basically do work <laughs> no. until around like 5, yeah, 6 exactly. o'clock. Right? So it's not. You guys work. It's true. I, I mean, I, did someone tell Gabe? Because I want Gabe around tomorrow night. I want to see a wild game. It just, it just ends poorly. If I've ever no, I, come on. I, I actually see. have to go home because if I end up going out without going home, I'll take the train to Coney Island and be asleep there. That's Again, true. it will happen. Well, you have to find a way to, how are you going to get home later on in the night? I'm going to drive. I'll go home. I'll get my car. Oh, well, come here. Drive. You can't drink too much. Th- this could work out well for you. Can, drive. can he drive you home? I could do things. I'll be all right. <laughs> I, I can do things. I'm all right. <laughs> all right. I don't want to touch on the topic too much. <laughs> but uh, I, no, I'm not going to drink that. Venture doesn't live anywhere. Like, right, maybe you could drive doesn't home. live anywhere near me. Yeah. yeah. He might be able to drive Steve home. That makes me. Yeah, Steve lives closer to me. So, Steve, you could drive Steve home. Yeah, I could drive Steve home. 
Mentor lives in Benson. Steve might actually have to drive. He lives on the other side of Brooklyn. Like I live close to William, Williamsburg, right? And he lives in Bentonhurst, which is like yeah, two I live near different. like L and B and stuff. You know, John's. Oh, down. I know exactly where you live. That's yeah. Bensonhurst, but I'm a little closer to Bay Ridge. Okay, so I'm like yeah, in so between. Bay, yeah, Bay Ridge is on the other side. Like, there's a train near me, the R train, that goes to Bay Ridge, but. Just being on the train is an hour ride itself. Oh, because our train's all local, too. Yeah, yeah, it's all local, so yeah, it's tough. All right. Meh. But I'll drive. I'll be all right. I'd rather do that. But I, w- I want to come, yeah. Yeah, it should be, it should be a, a I mean, everybody's time. engaged. We are engaged. This is all like a, a, a engagement party kind of thing, like a bachelor Something type like of that. thing. It's, it's y- like you know, your life is ending kind of party. bachelor party party. Pre-bachelor party Post-bachelor party for you. Yes. Po- yeah, it's a pre-death party. Basically. Basically, your life is about to end. Let's have a party. I, you know, I'm just looking at it as we're getting we're getting drinks <laughs> with our friends. Basically, yeah. I'm looking That's at it as pre-death. I'm just pre, looking, pre- I'm just looking at it. We're all gonna go. We're gonna eat together. We're gonna drink together. Watch baseball together. It's dead yeah. may never die. Eventually, yeah. You know, it's kind of my thought. We'll probably talk <laughs> Thrones slash Christmas party 2018. Right, 2019. <laughs> no, 2019's to come. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There you go. Well, so bundled into one. Any other baseball stuff you want to get to from yesterday, Frank, that we uh, you didn't get a chance to? I, I think that we should talk about Dees Ah, David Dahl, RBI double. Huh? Yeah, Let's baby. Go. We should talk about Dees Clefani because that is Venture's boy. Um, and you can't ignore what he's done over his past three starts, and specifically what he could potentially do next week with oh, a two-start week mm-hmm. against the San Francisco Giants in both of his starts. That is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm looking at That's his... the stream of the week. His, his last three starts, Venture... He's gone six innings, six innings yesterday, 5.2. Mm-hmm. He hasn't allowed more than one run in any of those. He has... At least six Ks. He has 20 strikeouts total over his last three starts. Mm-hmm. He's been really good. Yeah. I got to give you credit for this one. Di Scalfani, it seems like we always kind of talk about him like he's a guy like, all right, you pick Usually him up. Usually around this time every year. Yeah. yeah but in, in a two-star week against San Francisco for both, That's I picked extreme. him up in my home league last night for two bucks. Yeah, exactly. Well, you really got him for that cheap? Yeah, two bucks. Is it is it a daily or a weekly? It's a weekly league. It's a weekly league. Yeah. I'm surprised because like I would think he like I was looking at all the guys that have two starts that you could possibly stream in my home league, and he was by far like the best with the matchups mm-hmm. and his talent like combined. I was like, this is by far the best one. Uh, no one picked him up in one league, but in other leagues they pay for him. They pay for these big time streams. So, I mean, not too much, you know, maybe four dollars something like that. But two dollars is pretty good because you're gonna get two good starts. I think. Yeah, and he's doing things differently this year, Greg. We talked about John Lester doing things differently. Uh, Di Sclafani this year, 16% curveball usage. Last year was 3.7%. His career high is 13%, so he's using the curveball more. It's a guy that throws 94.7 miles per hour on average on his fastball. Swinging strike rate up this year. Career high 10.4% right now. He's getting strikeouts over 10Ks per nine. The walks are a bit of an issue for him. I would, uh, you know, I'm not going to deny that, but... Overall, he's been pretty good. There's some underlying nice numbers. Yeah, I, I would definitely stream him for that two-star week next week. Mm-hmm. All right, Descl- I mean, you're, everyone's in a Descalfani next week. You're in? I mean, I'm not, Hopefully, this is Inventor's version of You don't uh, want to get that stream if you... I might. If you I, I don't want to commit yet. I'm, I might be in. Mm-hmm. I just hope this is Inventor's version of Homer Bailey, Greg. You know? What, what do you mean? I did the Homer Bailey thing. It didn't work to out. To be fair, Chris and I both tried to talk you out of that. Yeah. I mean, I, and I do like Homer Bailey. Live and learn. You know, I kind of like the guy because he looks like Christian Bale. And, you know, I used to like him back in the day when he pitched for the <laughs> he Reds. Does look like Christian he looks exactly like Christian Bale. Uh, he's his doppelganger. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to like him. But, like, it's hard to when he's been out of the game and out of relevance for so long. He sucks. Let's yeah. just say for what it is. All right, he sucks. You there live and learn. Don't put a guy <laughs> in your lineup who's a pitcher 
and his first name is Homer. Homer. Just don't do that. <laughs> Everything about him I never thought is of that. telling you not to start him. But, like, yeah. we, we tried telling you that. <laughs> yeah. You're convincing yourself now. Like, I don't, you know. I was very frustrated. We, we, we tried letting you know this. Whatever, man. It seemed like you didn't, you weren't listening to your He was doing things. Ah, forget it. I'm not even going to defend him anymore. This stream I'm makes over. a lot more I'm sense. I'm over defending Homer Bailey. There's other good two-star streamers this week. We got. What are you looking at? Uh, I'm trying to get there. Griffin <laughs> Canning has two starts there. next week. He does. Oh, my boy, Griffin Canning. Yeah, I like that. At Detroit, at Baltimore. Pretty good matchups, too. like that. Griffin Newer. Get Griffin you Canning on your team. Only yeah. 57%. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I just hit one to the freaking moon. The moon. No. Oh, my God. It was deep. Off of Freddie Peralta. Man. Oh, yeah. Batting practice out here. Oh, my God. He hit it so far. Greg, what about, what about Merrill Kelly? We haven't talked about Merrill Kelly much. Yes. Pitch is okay against the Yankees yesterday. He's, He's got, got a two-star two week next week. Only 34% owned. The thing is, I don't love the matchup. You're being the Mer- Merrill Kelly guy. He's at Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. Not, not great. the best matchup. Not the worst, but not the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the underlying numbers are not good for Merrill Kelly. He's, he's kind of jaggy. I talked about this. We like the Merrill on. He's kind of just another guy right now. Yeah. Doesn't get a lot of swings and misses. Doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. His ERA is 3.60. His XFIP is 4.46. Does get 46% ground balls, but doesn't blow you away with the fastball. It's 91, 92 miles per hour. Uses a cutter curveball. He does have an interesting arsenal. He has four pitches he throws, so he has a cutter curveball changeup combination. He strikes me as a guy who, he's a pitcher. He's, you know, he's got to use all four of his pitchers to kind of mix things up. He's not going to blow you away with strikeouts. Right. He's a pitcher. He's like a solid number three pitcher. For, for, for real life a, a real team. Fantasy, for a real he's team. more of yeah. a back end. Like, he's like oh, an yeah, SP5, yeah. SP6. I think I, in a two-star week, in the leagues I own him, I think I have him in two places. I'll probably have him in there. Yeah. What about no, this I guy? I don't love the matchups. Here's a good question. Would you rather have him? And this is another guy with two starts this week. Martin Perez has two this week. I know I you like Martin Perez. Perez. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up, I'm glad you brought up Perez here. Yeah, we got to talk about Perez. We got to talk about Martin Perez last night. before we go. Because what he did last night. He's been the night. guy more than any other player that I've picked up and dropped on every team like three times already. Martin Perez last night. I pick him night, up, I drop him, I pick him up, I drop him. Eight shutout innings, seven strikeouts, four hits, he walked two. No runs. Perez, no runs, that's right. ERA is 3.41. He's allowed now, in every start but one, he's allowed one run or less. In every start but one, yeah. he allowed four runs. Six innings at least in every single start. His whip is kind of high, though. It was when he was relieving. It wasn't good. When he was relieving, yeah. But before he had that, blow up when he was a reliever. But before that, I mean, he's been awesome as a starting pitcher here mm-hmm. this year. And it seems real. Yeah. And you you want to talk about someone doing something differently, Greg. Martin Perez, we talked about this during the spring. His fastball velocity still, to this day right now, it's not like it was just a spring training thing, is up. His fastball velocity is 94.7 miles per hour last year. 92.7. He's up two miles per hour. Flat. That's massive. Mm-hmm. He's also throwing a cutter this year 35% of the time. A pitch that he's never used before. Right. So he's completely revamped his arsenal. He's got a 10.6% swinging strike rate. He's never been higher than 9.9% in his career. The past couple of years, he's been around 7%. First pitch strike percentage looks very good, 64.6%. Getting opposing batters to chase more than ever before. I think more strikeouts are about to come for him. And if you can keep a Houston Astros lineup at bay, throw eight innings and keep them off balance, venture, I'm in. I, I had a few home leagues last night that ran fab. I picked up Martin Perez in both of them. I just yeah. have to pe- preach some patience and keep him on my team now because I keep adding him and dropping him, adding him, dropping him. I just got to keep him on my team. You think so? I like what I've seen. Yeah, he's been great, like recently, especially that last start yesterday was great. I'm just, this is a guy where you got to look at the underlying numbers, the batted ball data. 
Uh, XFIP, not, I guess not so, 462. XFIP, pretty it's not, high. It's not good. Not good. Uh, the FIP is 344, which is, which is pretty good, right alongside his ERA. But that XFIP is worrisome. The BABIP is uh, 320. I'd say that's about where you're going to see it. Because mm-hmm. he, I mean, he does K people, but he also pitches to contact. He gives a pitch. His whip is high. But I think that's a lot of that had to do with the relieving. So I don't know. It's interesting because, like, that XFIP kind of worries me. I'm afraid of blow-ups here and there. I don't know how consistent he's going to be the whole season, but right now he's doing very well. So it's hard not to pick him up for a two-star week at least, right? So yeah. it just worries me a little bit. I think that blow-up is just kind of affecting some of his underlying numbers right now because, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, the swinging strike rate and a couple of other of the uh, advanced numbers here that I look at regarding Martin Perez, they look pretty good. So I think as the strikeouts start to come a little bit more, we're going to see – all the other numbers kind of regulate out. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the XFIP starts to lower as well, yeah. uh, even get a little bit closer to the ERA. Not that he's going to pitch. Is he going to pitch to a mid-threes ERA the entire season? Probably not. Yeah. But I'm going to take a shot on a guy who's he's upped his fastball velocity by two miles per hour. He's sitting in the mid-90s, and he's throwing his cutter, a new pitch, 30-plus percentage of the time. So, yeah, I'm in. And, and these I two like starts it. are great, too. Uh, at Toronto, at home against Detroit. Oh, that's great. Oh my God. Very good. Very good. Very good. So pick him up. Oh, ESPN has him as a two-starter because CBS doesn't have him as a two-starter yet. What, what's the date for that second? Do they uh, have May the 11th, they have a doubleheader. So he's pitching one of those games. Okay, there you so go. Yeah, they probably just haven't caught go. up yet. Yep. Yeah, those are great matchups. Very good job. Dees Clefani, Martin Perez, Griffin Canning. Let's do it. Wa- two-star pitchers. Pick them up. I want to thank Dr. Ray for joining us. I want to thank Brad Ziegler for joining us. I want to thank the closer for walking in front of the camera. For <laughs> Frank Stample, Chris Benson, Greg Sussman, and everybody downstairs, have a great afternoon. Enjoy the baseball. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super.